0: You just never know what Mother Nature is going to bring. 2023 was a bizarre year when it came to the dry weather conditions and paired with surprising crop yields. But there are some takeaways from this year that could help you decide what type of crop protection products you should think about for the 2024 growing season. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. Ron Geis joins us. He's a market development specialist with Corteva, and he offers up some products that might work to your farm's advantage depending on what scenario you're planning for. He tells us how this past growing season can help tell the story for next year.
1: Weed control was a little bit sketchy sometimes because if we didn't get the rains to get the residuals to go into the weeds as the weeds were taking in their first water, then, then the residuals didn't work so well. And some of those weeds, when they got to the uh, foliar time to spray, if, if the humidities were low, those weeds were really defensive and they didn't take residual her- or foliar herbicides in as effectively as, as normal. So those created some weed control challenges, moved further into the season. For the most part, flowering and pollination all went pretty well. What was somewhat surprising as we got into the middle of August, even though a lot of these areas were dry, in the upper Midwest, we saw white mold showing up, even despite the fact that there wasn't a lot of uh, moisture to bring it on. So that's a little bit concerning as I think through and plan for 2024. And then as we got into harvest, I was pretty pleased with how well the crop tended to stand, even though we were holding our breath as it was getting close to harvest, because we just weren't seeing the stock strength, uh, but most cases, most fields, that, that that went okay. We were able to get the crop harvested before it went down, and I'll be, if we didn't get a pretty good yield in the same time, even though... Some people had geared for a little lower yield than what they ended up with. So an interesting one for the record books for 2023 and kind of setting us up for 2024.
0: And how? Because this year seems like an anomaly. So what is that going to be telling our farmers for 2024? Are we going to be expecting much of the same?
1: We don't know what Mother Nature is going to you know, give us, Stephanie. But I do think it's a high testament of, number one, the genetics that we're putting out here. The conditions that we had, we should not have had the crop that we had. And 10 years ago, we wouldn't have. 20, 30 years ago, there's no way we would have. And the management that the farmers are putting into their fields. You know, leaving some residue on the surface, it's surprising how that reduces the, you know, the drying effect. So there's more moisture that hit the field is preserved and, and taken in. As we loosen up those soils, more of that moisture will go in. So we're, we're kind of getting by with less, or at least we did. I'm not sure how long we can continue to live on borrowed time that way, but it did give us a successful 23 crop and I guess creates optimism for 2024. I am more optimistic in 2024 as I look at some of the soil moisture levels going, like at this time of year in November, compared to a year ago November. Uh, I just saw a survey in northwest Iowa where they had Maybe an inch of stored moisture last year has six or seven this year at the same site. And this was multiple sites uh, that that were showing that same type of a thing. So if we're starting with a little bit of something in the tank, it's a lot better than starting without anything in the tank, which is where we were a year ago.
0: I want to talk more about the the C technology that you referenced, Um, the importance of maybe experimenting with hybrids, different applications. I mean, is this something you recommend to be trying something new,
1: it's always going to be uh, an advancement in genetics. A, a seed company is going to bring new and better things forward. They're, they're not likely to, to go backwards. So we'll always I, at least I hope we always will continue to advance in a genetic improvement. In addition, the same seed companies will be trying to, to bring more defensive things while advancing genetics yields also in, in enhancing sustainability, resistance, or tolerance to to diseases or, you know, some other pestilence that comes out there. Specifically within the crop protection area that I work, you know, we too are are innovating to try to bring things that will help crops grow better. One of those things would be uh, in the biological area. We've introduced three products in the last three years, but uh, Nutricia N that that helps to fix atmospheric nitrogen, well, that that gives us a spoon-fed nitrogen shortly after application, for more nitrogen later in the season. Obvious benefits in corn or wheat, you know, that takes nitrogen, but you know, Stephanie, we've probably seen better results in soybeans because soybeans, especially at the high yield levels, you start getting above 65, 70 bushels, soybeans need more nitrogen than what they can fix and what they can extract out of the ground. So we can apply the utritia with our our fungicide in say uh, early flower stage and then let it take off when the nitrogen fixings is, is backing down, that this will take off and, and uh, pick up where it left off. Second one, Sostia stress, it's now in its second year. It helps plants overcome stressful conditions. So I was looking at some research from the uh, USDA climate office as far as rainfall. We used to have almost a perfect bell-shaped curve of rainfall with minimal amounts in the, in the winter, increasing in the spring, peaking in June, July and August, and then going back down as we got into the fall. What's happened the last 30 years, Stephanie, is July has dropped like a rock With as far as moisture in July. How do we grow crops when we need moisture the most, and now Mother Nature's not giving it to us, with Socia Stress as a biological product, it helps preserve moisture within the plant, and we can surgically insert that when and where we need it, depending on the conditions that, that we have that year. And then uh, get about three weeks of protection. Well, that's that's our deficiency that we were seeing that we can make that up. The third one is a biological uh, nutrition P, P for phosphorus. That's applied in the furrow at application or at planting time. When I think of your Wisconsin soils, some of those can be kind of tough soils. And we may and you may have spent the money to apply phosphorus, But not all the phosphorus is available. In fact, most of it is not available. Particularly the tougher the soil, the less available it is. Nutricia P just helps that plant extract more of that phosphorus out of the soil and give us a bigger root system. In a dry area that I had the demonstration on this year, uh, and it wasn't particularly tough soil, but it was really dry. We got an amazing yield bump from the Nutricia P put on in-furrow just right next to an untreated. It was pretty substantial yield gain just by having a bigger root that explored more area and extracted more phosphorus, those things are hard to do when it's dry and when the soil's tough.
0: So Ron, are you seeing a growing interest for these biologics, these um, natural approach to getting plants the nutrients they need?
1: Stephanie, I've, I've been doing this for 40 years. My whole career has been chemistry. And the chemistry revolution started about 60 years ago. I am not saying chemistry has run its course, but there's a reason in high school that they have you a year of chemistry and a year of biology. Biology is different. Chemistry is inventing something that never existed and making something brand new. That requires regulation, oversight, you know, all these things You know that we don't want to make something that's problematic to the non-farming public. Biology looks at things entirely different the biological solutions are already existing in nature. Don't think your city cousins don't like to hear that because that is an important thing to them. If we can look in nature at something that's giving us the effect we want, figure out how to isolate it and replicate it and put it in a fashion that people can use in their normal way of doing things, we've delivered a solution that fits the farmer's problem and has the approval of that non-farming public that you know they're kind of part of this system that we have to work with. Ron
0: Geis along with us he's a market development specialist with Corteva telling us more about the biologic space and the interest among growers to use those types of crop protection products. He offered up three different biologic products from Corteva that may benefit your farm in 2024 depending on the weather that comes our way. For the Midwest Farm Report I'm Stephanie Hoff.